The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as he always is, as we sprint uh, into another week. You say, well, Mosley, we just had Monday. Well, we did. We were here. But some people, especially Baylor, especially these college jobs. I just talked to one of my professor buddies. Um, what do I say? He was my college roommate, but he's a professor over at Baylor. They have something, Aaron, called Easter Monday. Easter Monday. I mean, they're calling it now. I don't know when that we started doing that. Now, for years, what I would do on uh, Easter weekend, for the last few years, we would, uh, or Easter break, we'd head for the mountains, head skiing. But this one fell a little later than usual. And you don't want to make that long drive or flight and get up there and not have great snow. Now, sometimes places like Durango or Wolf Creek, that part of Colorado, you can get some pretty good snow late in the season. And Wolf Creek stays open, I think, through this past weekend, through April 18th. But uh, sometimes you just got to sometimes you gotta move on. Last year, Aaron, I was slated to be in um, Wolf Creek. It would be called uh, South Fork is the uh, area you stay, and you go up the mountain and you ski at Wolf Creek. The other side of the mountain is Pagosa Springs. At the last minute, I secured a tickets, both tickets and a flight to Indianapolis for the Final Four. And Aaron, as you might guess, I did not attend that ski weekend. And uh, fortunately, my good friend Daniel was uh, very understanding and was able to, uh, and my family still got to go, but I deferred my flight out to uh, Indianapolis. And that is where we ended up, and what an Easter weekend that was as Baylor won a national championship. We will never forget that. It is, uh, it, it's a big day uh, for Baylor. There's a lot going on this week. I want to remind you, uh, today at 420, we're going to have a young man who has ended up on the Arnold Palmer uh, Cup team. The Arnold Palmer, it's a Ryder Cup style for uh, amateurs, and it's usually some of the top college golfers in the country. They take on an international team, and a lot of those kids will obviously be college golfers as well. The international players, most of them, or the great, a lot of the great ones come over here and play uh, college golf. And they take a lot of the scholarships. Aaron, come on, come on, stop letting all the – no, I'm just kidding. But it's, uh, it's a great thing. Now, from Houston, Texas, Gurleane Core, part of the Baylor women's golf program, guess what, Aaron? The first female golfer in Baylor history to be named to the Arnold Palmer Cup team. How cool is that? It's never happened. And Baylor's had unbelievable, like, women, uh, women's golf over the years. Our old friend uh, Sylvia Ferdone, she's not old, but um, I just say that because she was coaching when I was at Baylor. But Sylvia 
uh, did a great job for many years. And then, of course, uh, Jay now has this team, and it's a good team. Yeah, but I would have figured they would have had somebody over the years that's been named to this Arnold Palmer Cup. Now, I should say, this Arnold Palmer, I, I think it's a relatively new thing. So now that I think back on it, I mean, it's let's not act like it's been out there forever. Okay, so, but uh, Baylor did have another player on it. The men, Cooper Dossey, was on that team just a couple of years ago. And now Johnny Kiefer is named, and and to be named to that, you got to be one of the top twelve uh, men's golfers in the country. Same for the women, and uh, Gerline is uh, certainly qualifies and is one of the greats. And this is a team competition. Uh, the uh, men and women play together in this competition. It's a really really fun event, and this one's going to take place, Aaron. I believe in Switzerland of all places okay they usually like to remain neutral so they will be this this will be a true neutral site as they show up to to play in uh, switzerland johnny Kiefer representing baylor men's golf and we'll hear from uh, we'll hear from uh, johnny and uh, appreciate matt roberts the sid over golf women's golf he does a lot of other stuff men uh, uh football as well but uh, matt uh, does a tremendous job and uh, really promotes this team in a great way. So uh, we will have Johnny on at 4.20 today. And then at 5 o'clock, we'll talk some Dallas Mavericks basketball with Chuck Cooperstein, the voice of the Mavs, the radio voice of the Mavs. And Aaron, that, that, that was really, really something last night what happened i mean they could that thing could have gone the wrong way i mean six seven minutes left seven eight minutes left i think they were down by at least seven Mm -hmm. and the good news is utah has a history this season of choking and when i say choking i'm talking about they've surrendered like 16 they've lost 16 games in which they led that game by 10 or more points. Now, 10 is not that big of a uh, lead. But several of these have been 20 and even 25-point leads. Mavs hung in there, hung in there, and Jalen Brunson played like a NBA superstar. There's no other way to put it. He was great in this game, and they needed him to be great. He was and then uh, Maxi Kleba, I, I think he ended up with 25? Yes. Eight for 10 from three-point range. I mean, at some point, Aaron, did you think would maybe Utah should send somebody out there to guard him? I mean, do you <laughs> let a guy just stay out there and just crush you? And, and Kleba, and it's believed to be, I think in the postseason, it's the most three-pointers – uh, made by a center in in NBA history. Now, I mean, think about that here. I mean, I, and again, I realize that most centers over the years aren't shooting a ton of threes, but in recent years, more centers are. Absolutely. And uh, big men like to sit out there and shoot that three. Kleba knocking everything down. Now, Aaron, you've been doing a lot of baseball. Were you able to – that Baylor game would have been over at about – 
Well, let's see. It started at 6.30, first pitch. So I would have been over probably about 9 o'clock, 8.30, 8.45, postgame show. Did you get to at least see the fourth quarter of uh, of that Mavericks game? I did, and then I watched the full highlights on YouTube after I got home just to catch up, catch what I missed, you know, in the first yeah. half. Uh, I was watching, but I was running the Baylor game, so I missed good portions of it. But um, it just I, – I, I, I tweeted about it, but – Rudy Gobert is so overrated. He has no offensive game. He gets a lot of rebounds, but that's because he's tall. And he's he's overrated defensively. I mean, I guess one-on-one defensively he's pretty good, but every year in the playoffs teams find a way to make him a defensive liability or to take him out of the game defensively. He had a couple of blocks last night, but if you have two big men and two big men and one that can shoot, you make them either send Gobert out to cover the big man that can shoot or leave him in the middle in that, in this case, it would be Maxi Kleba. He gets to uh, shoot over someone who's much shorter than him and ends up going eight for 10 from three and scoring 25 points and you get beat. Well, it's an interesting, I, I, the one aspect of that I would agree with you on is that Rudy doesn't seem to be nearly as effective in the playoffs as he is the regular season. Now, at least, I don't know how many times, two or three times, he's won Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. Now, in that first game, I would say there were a lot of moments where people were probing the lane, probing the lane, and and then they would go dribbling back out of there because he makes people uncomfortable. I, I do think... I don't find Rudy Gobert to be overrated because I, I think he is great on defense. But to your point, he does seem to get exposed in the postseason. Now, he's improved his free throw shooting, which you've seen some in this series. He missed a couple of big ones last night. But he's a better free throw shooter. He shoots around 70%. And I think he's become a much better offensive player. Now, Aaron, I, I don't know. See, I wouldn't blame Rudy for be, for not having an offensive game. I would blame the Utah for whatever reason ignoring him down there. I mean, if you'll notice, with that 7-2 frame and his athleticism, he can be sort of dominant down there. I mean, from a rebounding perspective, and Aaron, you may have the, the stuff in front of you. I looked late in that game last night, and the Mavs had been out-rebounded 51 to 31. You will usually get your rear beat, giving up, you know, get, having a, a, a margin, a deficit of, of 20 in the rebounding department. Now, fortunately for the Mavs, they went crazy from three point <laughs> land and made 22, Aaron, does that sound right, or 23? At least 22 three pointers, which is, is the Mavericks' all time postseason record the one they broke they had 21 in a playoff game Aaron do you care to guess what playoff game that was the the previous Mavs record for three-pointers in a game was 21 would you care to guess what year and what series that was in would that have been 2011 against the Heat in the game they made the huge comeback you got the year right. Um, you got the year right, but you got the team wrong. 
the they called it the Mother's Day massacre, and it was against the Lakers, and and I, they swept the Lakers if you'll recall. And Kobe was out there. I think Andrew Bynum was on that team, and Pasia. I think that was the game. Pasia hit some threes, and it was a Sunday of it was Mother's Day, and they just crushed the Lakers. And I think that was a closeout game. I think that was the sweep, you know, the fourth game, and they made 21 threes in that game. I mean, who knows who all made threes in that game. But, uh, but yeah, they, they, they went ahead and broke that record, and the Dallas Mavericks find a way to win. Aaron, my man and, and your man, Charles Barkley, I mean, that, you know, one of the funniest, that's one of the greatest shows on television at TNT. But the night before, uh, I happened to be watching late when Charles said it was going to be a sweep. And you know how he says it, I guarantee it. And he and he put the guarantee on, and Ernie went over there, and he put that Post-it note up and made the, uh, hey, Aaron, should we start doing that? Do you have any Post-it notes in the studio? <laughs> when I, when I, if I make a prediction, would you put some, a Post-it note up? I kind of like how they do that, but the the Barkley said sweep, and now it's not going to be one. And the Mavs, it always feels weird to say you stole one at home, but they did. When you don't have Luka and you're playing against Clarkson, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy, and Bogdanovich, who's a great player, I'll tell you who's who's not good anymore, Aaron, and it's shocking to see because he was a great NBA player for so many years. Uh, Mike Conley's not good anymore. And he got exposed last night. He couldn't guard Brunson. He couldn't really guard anybody, but especially Brunson. So Conley's not what he used to be. Now, O'Neal, the Baylor guy, uh, Royce O'Neal, came up with some big clutch shots in that game. In fact, he, he had 12 points all on three-pointers, and was probably four for five or four for six from three-point line. Now, does Royce have some defensive issues? Yeah, he's got some limitations there. He's been a good defender for them, but um, there there are times he can't quite match up, and they, they certainly aren't going to have anybody that can guard Luka, but uh, we got to get Luka into this series. Now, Aaron, I thought you would like this. Before we get to uh, Johnny Kiefer, Baylor men's golf. And Baylor's historically, Aaron, they're really good about calling ahead and calling on time. So we better get out uh, pretty quickly here. But uh, I just noticed and was retweeting some news on, um, let's see here, some news from uh, Shams, Sharania. But it, it does say that there's growing belief among the Mavs, uh, optimism, that Luka could play in game three and definitely game four. So they think that, you know, obviously he's got uh, uh, he's got tomorrow, he's got today and tomorrow to continue to heal and then would play in Utah, Salt Lake City, on Thursday. And there's growing uh, belief that Luka could be ready as early as Thursday's game. So really good news coming out uh, today. And, again, that was uh, Shams who writes for the Athletic and Stadium and all these other things. All right. Um, oh, I love it when Baylor men's golf teases us. Aaron, that is a very smart thing that they do. Uh, and Matt Roberts does a great job on this. Johnny Kiefer about to join us to talk about his selection 
uh, to the USA Arnold Palmer Cup squad uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. That's next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 24 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe, the wind machine in high gear here in Central Texas. As it'll remain mostly cloudy, windy with a slight chance of a shower tonight, 67. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, just a little sunshine, but a lot of clouds with windy conditions and a 20% chance of a shower. 87 and mostly cloudy, windy and warm on Thursday and 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor baseball started a busy week with a 5 1 win over Lamar. They're back on the diamond at 6 40 tonight against Sam Houston State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball, meanwhile, is at UTA for a 6 o'clock first pitch. That game can be heard on Cool 101. MCC has moved up a spot to fifth in this week's JUCO National Baseball Poll. San Jacinto and Grayson are the only other Texas teams in the top 20 at 16 and 17. McLennan Softball remains number six in the JUCO National Softball Poll. They're a spot behind Odessa and a spot ahead of Grayson in this week's rankings. The Rangers start a three-game series in Seattle tonight. First pitch at 840, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. 
And uh, we are rolling on a Tuesday. And pleased to be joined right now by Baylor's number one golfer, uh, Baylor men, uh, men's number one golfer, that is, Johnny Kiefer. And, uh, Johnny, it's fun to uh, get to visit with you again. And uh, big news dropping today. Now, I had already requested you. Let the record reflect. I had already booked uh, uh, Johnny K to be on the show, but then lo and behold, the big announcement comes down that you are on the Arnold Palmer Cup team, which is a very, very uh, prestigious uh, thing. And uh, so congratulations, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be back on the on the show. And yeah, I'm excited for it for sure. Well, now, how did you get the uh, word? Did uh, did did coach get to call you? Did you, I know they had like a special TV, uh, made for TV show on the golf channel. When did, uh, when did you get the word on this? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I got a call from the golf coaches of associate or golf coaches association of America. And they called me to let me know kind of, uh, that I was on the team and when, when they'd be airing that, uh, uh, the selection process. So it was cool. I was really excited. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, uh, I still haven't let it sink sunk in yet, but it's really cool. Yeah. And it's going to be over. It's been like at the old course, it's been at some really interesting places. You're going to be in Switzerland. Now I'm sort of curious, Johnny, have you and your family, have you gotten to play, um, any overseas golf, or will this be your first uh, foray into some international golf? Uh, well, actually, my senior year of high school golf, I got to play in Japan for the same for the GCAA as well um, for USA, and that was that was really special. So I can only imagine what this is going to be like, you know, as a team event, and it'll be really cool for sure. Um, I haven't been to Switzerland, so can't say that I've been there or really anywhere in Europe for golf, but. Uh, Japan would be the only other overseas place that I've been to go golf. All right. And have you uh, already, since getting the news, have you, have you jumped online and taken a peek at the, at the venue and the course to see uh, like lengthwise and, and uh, sort of uh, what, what will be required on that particular course? Yeah. You know, I, I, I really haven't looked at the actual course. I saw that it was 6,900 yards a par 72. So I'm sure it's, uh, somewhat gettable, but, uh, yeah, I've just looked at, you know, the city and just trying to soak it in for now, but get into the details later, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, uh, keeper joining us on the Matt Mosley show, ESP in central Texas, Baylor men's golf, their number one golfer. I bet Mike McGraw has already taken a look at this thing. Um, Johnny, and, uh, this is, uh, You'll have all sorts of people offering to go over there and, like, caddy for you. I don't know, though. I would imagine – I guess this will be more like a college golf where maybe you do uh, have your own bag. Um, do you uh, – have you have you, have you thought – you probably hadn't even ta- had time to think about who you might take over there with you, but you'll have family members who want to go over there and watch. What's the uh, – when you looked at the lineup, uh, first of all, I know you were excited to be on there. What did you think about uh, – some of the other folks that ended up on the team, I have not really had a chance to study it yet. What jumped out at you? And I'm sure through either junior golf or big 12 or whatever you, you uh, recognize and know some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, it's no surprise to see the team, how it is. Uh, I mean, it's stacked with some really good players. I've played with a, pretty much 
pretty much all of them, I think, other than one or two. But, yeah, I'm pretty good friends with most of them. Seen them throughout college golf, throughout junior golf, throughout amateur golf. So, yeah, it'll be good to see them and play with them overseas and finally play on the same team. That'll be cool. Yeah, and, and how cool of a thing is it that uh, the first time a Baylor duo has ever gone, men's and women's, Gurling core uh, made the uh, the women's team, the Arnold Palmer Cup. Um, how cool was that? And have you and uh, have you and Gurleen um, uh, been able to, to to play any rounds together uh, in the past? Uh, we've we've played some qualifiers before, but uh, not not other than that. You know, our schedules are so busy and so uh, so separated that it's I haven't really had the chance to you know talk to her about this, but. Yeah, I know this is her. This is I think she's gone before, um, but this this will be pretty cool. Um, it's nice to see a familiar face for sure. Um, and yeah, you know it's really cool to have another Baylor Baylor golfer over there. And yeah, I mean that just kind of shows you that Baylor Baylor's pretty pretty good at golf. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. Now you had. Uh... You were just out there at the Thunderbird. You've had some really good tournaments and, and appearances recently. But I'd have to say this Ryder Cup format, I think, suits your game. Um, you, I, it seems like you've always done well with match play. Y'all had a match play event recently um, that was a great competition. Uh, is there something about match play, Johnny, that, uh, that you really enjoy? I mean, obviously, you've done extremely well in stroke play as well. But what do you... What do you like most about match play? And and you may tell me that there's some things you don't like about it, but what's the uh, what's the thing you enjoy the most about it? Well, I enjoy the most. You know, it's I mean, every hole is a different match, pretty much. Uh, it's like a restart. Um, I get to play against the person and see exactly what they're doing. So it's really nice to know. Kind of sometimes in stroke play, the leader can be on the opposite side of the course as you. You could have a completely different tee time, stuff like that. So it's it's always difficult in stroke play to kind of know exactly what's happening, but in match play, it's always right in front of you and you can kind of tell what the dynamics, what, what the dynamics at, you know, where you're at in the match um, at all times. So it's, it's, it's definitely different. And I like it a lot just because, you know, I kind of know what's happening. I kind of know what I have to do and certain things I can play a little bit more conservatively and certain times I can, you know, play a little bit more aggressively and, I like to know that for sure. So I think match play really suits suits that aspect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a fan of match play. And, yeah. uh, you know, we played the Big 12, and we had the match play out at Ridgewood pretty recently. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a cool honor. Johnny Keeper joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, from the Baylor men's golf team. Johnny, what, um, what you've really risen over the last year or so, year and a half since we started talking, uh, to being the leader of this team and the unquestioned number one player on the team. Uh, how much do you relish that role? You've got some young guys. You've got a really good mix of veterans and, and, and uh, young talent on this team. How much do you enjoy you know, being sort of the, the leader, especially with some of these guys, you know, Cooper and and uh, Ryan and some of the guys that have graduated and gone on, how much, uh, how much do you, you enjoy that? And how much did you learn from those, those guys you sort of, uh, you played with when you were a younger guy? 
I mean, I, I learned so much from Cooper, Colin, Ryan, all, pretty much all the guys that have come through here and graduated so far. Um, even some of the alumni have talked to me about it. And, you know, leading's not easy. And I don't really like to say that I'm – it's hard to sink in that I'm a leader right now because I'm so – I still feel like college just started. But um, it's for sure – it's for sure a, a cool aspect of team golf. You know, um, I've played a lot of team sports, but team golf is still so different. So uh, learning from them was really important uh, to me. And it really, really hit home when those guys left because I kind of knew I had to, <laughs> I had to step up in, in their shoes and fill their shoes. I mean, they were such great leaders. They're such great golfers and really well-respected on this team. And I kind of wanted to, you know, be even 50% as good as them because they were just so, they were such great leaders. So, you know, trying to step into their shoes, it was pretty hard, but I think I'm slowly adjusting to it. And I think give me another year or so and I'll <laughs> maybe I'll be close to them in leadership style. Well, I think you're being modest. You're doing a great job leading the team. And I think they really look up to you. Is it nice to always know that you'll you'll uh, you'll always have a Dossie on the team, uh, basically when you arrived and as you get ready to leave here uh, in a year or so? Is that uh, is it kind of nice to always have the uh, at least one member from the Dossie family on the team? It is very comforting to have one one or two members of the Dossie family on the team at all times. It's very comforting. Uh, I'm rooming with one, and I'll be rooming with two next year, and that'll be awesome. Um, they are a pain in the butt sometimes, but I do love them and they're uh, great teammates. They're great. They're a great family. And, uh, I mean, we're going to be best friends for a while. So I, uh, I'm really happy about that. And to say something that stays consistent throughout every year is really cool. So, you know, good golf or bad golf are always going to be good friends. So you don't, uh, and, and now younger brother, Sam, who's the, is that who's arriving next? Sam Sam's actually already here. Yeah, he's a he's a gray shirt this year, and uh, okay, he decided to take on the college life a little early. But yeah, we love having him here. So we already have two here. And that might be too much, but it's still a lot of <laughs> still a lot of fun, and we love him having him on the team. I know I know Luke's giving him a hard time, but we uh we we love having him, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet those uh, living with your uh, teammates, I bet that can be uh, pretty fun. Now, is seeing Scheffler win the Masters and seeing Spieth win at Harbortown, you know, two uh, well-known Texan golfers, does that give you the itch to – are you still feeling pretty solid about, um, about uh, coming back next year or when you watch guys – uh, do what they're doing, and obviously you got buddies out there right now trying to make it uh, Q School and various other places, Corn Ferry Tour. Do, does it give you the itch to get on out there, or do you are you pretty uh, are you pretty excited just to, to to hang in there with college golf for a little bit longer? I think I, I, college golf is so much fun, and it's such a big part of my life that I, I don't see leaving it early as an option, especially because of, you know how good they were as golfers college golfers and I mean even the people that came through here that were so good at college golf and still you know they're trying to make it so it's hard for me to say that I'm even good enough to to make it out there and do the same thing that they're doing so it's uh 
I, I'd like to take my time, mature a little bit more, hopefully get a little better, and um, you know, try and try and make it, try and make it eventually. But I'm not trying to rush anything, and you know, it's uh, it's definitely cool to see Scotty and a bunch of Texas golfers play well out there, and um, see Cooper and Colin and Ryan all trying to make it as well and playing well. So. I think uh, I'll take my sweet time at Baylor, and it'll be a lot of fun to continue my journey here. And, Johnny, you've got to dip into some of this NIL money if you're going to stick around. Have uh, who, who on the team is the most aggressive when it comes to uh, maybe hopefully land a, a car commercial or, or, uh, or maybe make some appearances or sign some autographs? Is that you? I mean, you're, you've never been a shy guy, or is there somebody else on the team you think that'll they'll be the uh, – the most NIL friendly on the Baylor golf team. You know, I'd be excited to have an NIL deal, but I don't think any of us do actually, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure some of us will eventually get out there and get our name out there, but we're not in any rush either. Um, We haven't really spoken much about that, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to, it'd be good to get out there and get our names out there and, you know, um, but you know, as soon as the opportunity arrives, uh, I'm sure some of us will jump on it and it'll be cool, but so far, nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll keep my eye out for you. Top golf would right. seemingly be a good fit for you. Uh, and, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would think, uh, you'd have a lot of opportunities out there. So we need to, we need to put our heads together a little bit. You could be like Matt Meyer. And you've already kind of let the hair, you know, I know you go back and forth, but you kind of like to let the hair grow out. You, If you did the mullet, um, it, you know, it seemed like that helped Matthew Meyer get even more attention. Oh, yeah, that that, that sounds like a good idea. I, I know I had the hair long before, but I never thought to style it that way. But maybe maybe that's a good tactic to do. <laughs> that's right. Seems to work. All... Seems to work. <laughs> I know it certainly did for him, and uh, but uh, well, listen, we're uh, we're very excited for you. Cannot wait to. Uh, hopefully, this thing will be. I got to look at the dates again, um, but it, it hopefully it'll be on. Um, did they did they say it was going to be televised? Because I know Golf Channel announced it. I'm sure Golf Channel will show some of this, so that'll be um, that'll be a lot of fun. What has that been? Kind of cool, by the way, Johnny. Uh, having more of these tournaments on golf channel, it seems like they've taken even more of an interest in college golf in the last couple of years. Does that, um, the, is that kind of fun? Does it, it never like makes you nervous or anything to know that, uh, that you're on national TV, does it? No, I think we're all nervous as it is, you know, playing college <laughs> golf and playing for a team anyway. So I don't think it adds any nerves, but it's definitely cool to grow the game and, you know, uh, help get our names out there and our, our schools and kind of show people how good we are and how we're pretty talented. And, you know, I just think it's a cool thing for them to start televising a bunch of college golf tournaments. And I'd love to see some more, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's, it's cool as is. And I'm, uh, I, I hope that we get to play some more on television too. So that my family can watch and stuff like that. All right, I just had a thought, by the way, on the NIL thing, that Lululemon, did you, did you see the uh, tweets or social media about, um, about the former NBA player who's now uh, at North Carolina A&T, uh, A&T I believe it is, yeah. who got a Lululemon deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> J.R. Smith, yes, sir. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, JR, uh, JR, it's funny that he plays golf because JR, if you remember, spent most of his time taking his shirt off, you know, on the court or at parades. <laughs> he never had his shirt on. And now he's this real proper golf shirt, Lululemon, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, check into that. The Lululemon golf apparel. I didn't. I thought they were just for women. But I've, I'm now I'm hearing more and more of my buddies are getting these Lululemon warm-ups and all that. So, Anyway, Johnny, yeah. it's uh, yeah. Give give it a look, and uh, I'm sure the Dossies. If anybody has Lululemon, I'm sure the Dossie family knows about it. They do. They do indeed. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we'll be good. And uh, thanks for doing this. And good luck. By the way, big uh, big tournament coming up. Big Twelve uh, uh, championship. So you y'all y'all feel pretty good. You feel like you're kind of peaking at the right time for that. Yes, sir. I think we have very good momentum going into this uh, event. All right. All right. We will be watching. Uh, thanks a lot, Johnny. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You yeah, there he goes. Johnny Kiefer. I've been out to watch him play. He didn't know I was out there, but I was sitting in an Adirondack chair on one of those, uh, used to be called Columbian Club. It's now called Honors Club. And uh, there was a tournament in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that I attended. And, uh, man, it was fun watching. Johnny is a pretty humble guy, as he, as he sounded, but he's not. You know, on the course, he is not shy at all. And he's and as he kind of hinted, he's a pretty athletic guy. So, like Scheffler, not trying to compare him to Scheffler, I'm just saying Scotty Scheffler played basketball and played other sports. And sometimes guys that – aren't quite as mechanical as others that played other sports, it really is a help to them. And I think Johnny's kind of wired that way. Uh, he could he could go out and play some pretty good hoops and some baseball or whatever. So I, I honestly think that helps certain guys. And uh, cert, I think it's very, very helpful to Scotty Scheffler, who is now the number one golfer in the world. And I would say um, I have been told that Johnny Kiefer – could possibly end up being um, the best to ever come through Baylor. Okay, I didn't want to say that. He'd get a big head if I said that to him. But uh, I will say that about him. Uh, and that's saying a lot because Jimmy Walker has won a major. He played at Baylor. Tim Hobby was great. Uh, Corey Bowman, one of my old buddies, was really, really good. But uh, anyway, Johnny Kiefer has a chance to be one of the best to have ever played at Baylor. Aaron, did it sound like almost maybe one of the Dossies was in the room with him while he was doing that interview? A little bit. <laughs> when he said the Dossies were pain in the butt, I thought he, I thought maybe one of them was probably standing there listening to that. All right, um, fun stuff. Thanks to Baylor for setting that up. Matt Roberts, our good friend over there. Look forward to seeing him out at this green and gold game, the spring game coming up on Saturday. Uh, next, it's time for Campus. Confidential. Baylor Baseball, here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday at Baylor Ballpark hosting Sam Houston State. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Sam Houston State Baseball Tuesday. Join Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for Baylor Bear Baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one -on -one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. You had a dream to open your own business, put in the long hours of development, gathering resources, and finally opening your doors to the public. Don't forget the marketing part of your business plan. Eminem Broadcasters have an experienced staff of marketing professionals who have helped countless businesses succeed in Central Texas, and they're ready to help you today. Call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930, or email to info at mmbwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor baseball started a busy week with a 5-1 win over Lamar. They're back on the diamond at 6:40 tonight against Sam Houston State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball, meanwhile, is at UTA for a 6 o'clock first pitch. That game can be heard on Cool 101. MCC has moved up a spot to fifth in this week's JUCO National Baseball Poll. San Jacinto and Grayson are the only other Texas teams in the top 20 at 16 and 17. McLennan softball remains number six in the JUCO National Softball Poll. They're a spot behind Odessa and a spot ahead of Grayson in this week's rankings. The Rangers start a three-game series in Seattle tonight. First pitch at 840, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, good to be with you and fun to have Johnny Kiefer on. We are attempting, uh, because of the big news that also came down, Gurleen Core uh, made it on the women's side, and uh, we want to make sure we celebrate that as well. So Gurleen, they'll be on their way to the Houston area for the Big 12 Championship which starts on, I mean, it gets going a little quicker. I believe it starts Friday for the uh, Big 12 women. And um, so if we can make it happen, which uh, we're trying to do, and Baylor's being extremely helpful about that, uh, we'll have Gurleen on in the 5 o'clock hour tomorrow. But uh, Gurleen has now played in at least two majors um, uh, LPGA-wise. We're talking about the uh, actually the U.S. Women's Open as well as a, a, a major on the LPGA Tour and uh, also uh, named to this Arnold Palmer Cup. So, um, you know, Aaron, did you notice our buddy uh, Johnny Kiefer? I was like, have you ever been, you know, you ever played internationally? And he's like, he was trying to be, you know, um, humble about it. And it was just funny because he, he was like, well, I, I did go to Japan one time. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I would say yeah, that I is. Have. That is an international trip, uh, but uh, Johnny is a tremendous golfer for the Bears and uh, really their best hope as far as uh, winning the Big 12, but they really have gotten a lot better uh, throughout their starting lineup, uh, and, and, so, and Johnny's had a lot to do with that. He's been a really good leader, and Mike McGraw uh, leans on him in that area, and uh, Johnny's really, really come through like that. He, like you said, he's had some great models in Cooper Dossie and Colin Cober and and some of those guys we were mentioning. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? It has been a insanely busy 24 hours as far as college players opting to enter the NBA draft. Um, among those, Mark Williams, the first of Duke's multiple NBA prospects to say he's leaving early to enter the draft. He will not be the last. A 7'1", 242-pound sophomore announced his decision on social media. He's ranked as the number 18 prospect by ESPN. He started all 39 games for Duke's Final Four team, averaging 11.2 points, 7.4 rebounds, and ranked nationally uh, 12 with 2.82 blocks per game. He's expected to be joined by Paulo Banchero and A.J. Griffin uh, as other Duke players who will declare for the NBA draft. And Griffin, at one point, lost his starting job, came back for people that are trying to think about who that was and think back to the Final Four um, in the matchup against North Carolina. That the um, You had Griffin, who was a guard, number two, I believe, uh, Paulo Bancaro is going to be uh, big time. You know, he's challenging to possibly be the first overall pick. And then the guy that um, uh, that Aaron was leading with, Mark Williams, is the one who missed those two free throws against um, North Carolina. Oh, that's right. And yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, that was a really, really tough thing for him. And that happened with about a minute to go or maybe a, a little, a tad under a minute to go. Missed two big free throws. And then, of course, uh, uh, North Carolina 
uh, able to win that ball game. Some other players declaring for the NBA draft in the last 24 hours. Vanderbilt guard Scotty Pippen Jr., of course, the son of NBA legend Scotty Pippen. He was second in the SEC in scoring last as a soft uh, in his sophomore year at 20.8 and improved to first this season. Uh, averaged a little less, but was the leading scorer in the SEC per game at 20.4. He scored 30 or more time, 30 or more points five times last season. So Scotty Pippen Jr. also declaring for the draft. As is Jalen Duran from Memphis, the freshman was the number seven prospect overall in, in uh, last year's ESPN 100. He was the AAC Freshman of the Year, first team All AAC, averaging 12 points and a little over eight rebounds per game. And Gonzaga's Julian Strother uh, also said today that he will enter the NBA draft. The six foot seven forward averaged 11.8 points and. Uh, Shot 36.5% from three and almost 50% from the field. He was All-West Coast Conference. Honorable mention, didn't pick, put up Gotti's stats. I don't know kind of where he is likely to be chosen or if he even is. Uh, of course, Gonzaga freshman center Chet Holmgren will be a top five pick and maybe the top overall pick when he does declare, which is expected to happen in the next couple of weeks. All right, I... Now, Holmgren is another guy that's been um, talked about as possibly up there at the at the top. It's um, it's just really hard to imagine him not going in there and getting uh, and just getting bounced all around um, in terms of uh, I, I just that's a that's a really I mean he's just so incredibly skinny, so incredibly thin, but. The reason he'll still go one or two in the draft is because of how insanely rare it is to to have a guy that big with that much like dribbling ability and everything you know that goes with that. Now, I'm trying to think somebody. It's really hard to compare him to anybody because he doesn't have much strength at all. Yet he can block shots because of his height, and he's incredibly coordinated. Can shoot from outside. So there's some things about his game that are just mesmerizing. But, you know, he certainly, we, we want to compare seven-footers to, like, Giannis or somebody like that. Well, Giannis is, is a bigger dude, and, and Giannis is in another world. Now, Chet may be more skilled, certainly, as a three-point shooter, but he's not ever going to be Giannis. And he's never going to be like Jokic, who is a, more of a traditional big, huge, thick center. Um, he's a, I'll tell you what he's built like. And, and, of course, Gobert has over the years gotten stronger. But he, he's, he could maybe top out. He'll, he'll have a much better offensive skills than Gobert if he could be half the defensive player as Gobert, then he has a, he has a really nice future. But, uh, but he, it's, it's going to be tough because he's going to get in the NBA, and they're going to rough him up like crazy. And even the roughest, toughest dude that's come into the NBA in a while, uh, in Zion a few years ago, in in terms of being incredibly thick and a great athlete, the guy can't even get on the court. I mean, he's he's remained and stayed injured and now seems to a little bit have some kind of be a bit of a head case. I didn't think that about Zion. I now think that a little bit of him. If you had to guess, do you think Holmgren will be the top pick in the draft? 
I know it depends on teams, but he's been projected most of the year as the top pick, and then in the last couple of months, uh, people are starting to question that. Some uh, uh, some people have had Ben Carroll from Duke as the top pick. Some yeah. have had the Auburn guard. Um, yeah, I would probably go with. Uh, I I, w- I would say Ben Carroll's more of a of a sure thing. He can shoot threes. He's obviously a lot thicker. I mean, it, it's just incredibly hard to find an at somebody at 6'10", that athletic, who can kind of do it all. So I, I, uh, I would probably go with Bancaro, but the, I, I wouldn't fault somebody for falling in love with Holmgren because he just has that rare I, – I, I'm tired of the, the old, what they used to call Porzingis, the unicorn – you know, and I think it's been uh, thought of for maybe Giannis. Um, it's kind of ridiculous, but Holmgren is sort of in a category of his own for all the different things he can do. But in terms of, I mean, you know who's honestly among all those lottery picks? One of the, to me, one of the most sure things is Sohan from Baylor. You say, oh, Mosley, you're biased. Well, maybe so. But what what I mean is, Sohan already has a nastiness in, an, in, a, in a defensive intensity to let him guard several positions. He can lean on big dudes, he can play with forwards, and he might even be able athletic enough to stay with guards. Um, so when you, can pl- when you can switch all those positions, it, it's, it really is something. And he's got a lot of upside on his offensive game as well. So I, when I look at these, um, all these different players who are considered lottery guys, I got to tell you, I think Jeremy Sohan from Baylor is right up there. And you got to credit not only where he came from before with playing in, in Poland and some of these other places, but you got to credit uh, John Jacobs and a lot of the development staff at Baylor, uh, Jerome, and, and just, you know, a lot of the guys for what they've, uh, what, and, you know, Coach Brooks, the whole gang, uh, AD, they did a tremendous job in a short term in a short time, and of course Scott Drew, getting him to a place where he could be considered a lottery pick. Because I promise you, when he arrived at Baylor, they did not think he was going to be one and done, and now he's one and done. Yeah, absolutely. It it did kind of happen quickly as the season progressed, and then you know I you you know me I keep up with uh, mock drafts from from uh, all the big sites and uh, you know Kendall Brown was pretty much all year projected to go in the first round but uh, about halfway through the season you started seeing uh, Sohan appear in the mock drafts and then by the end of the season there was a couple including ESPN that had him mocked as a uh, lottery pick and you just knew if that was the case that he would not be returning to Baylor so Okay, hey, Aaron, I've got some, uh, and I agree with everything you said, I've got some late-breaking information here okay. um, from a, from about seven minutes ago. K-State has another player, Cam Carter. Cam Carter has announced that he's committed, hashtag emol, uh, every man a wildcat, and then uh, at Kansas at K-State men's basketball. So... There you go. There you go. Now you say, well, Mosley, tell me where this guy has come from. Well, it appears 
that he has come from Mississippi State. In fact, still on his uh, Twitter, it says Hell State. He's going to have to. He's going to have to change that. <laughs> to change that to Emo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, says he has nothing but love for everyone who's been part of my side throughout my journey. By my side. Without that being said, I've entered the transfer portal, and um, he says I. You know, for he he thanked everybody for an amazing freshman year at Mississippi State. So he'll have plenty of time. He'll, he'll have plenty of time um, as he transfers out to K-State. That is Cam Carter, and I'll do a little research to tell you more about him as the day unfolds. But uh, just wanted to get that out there, Aaron. Uh, K-State has landed another player, and yeah. uh, that is, uh, that's, uh, that's good, good for, uh, uh, for uh, Coach Tang and his staff. You knew they would, they would go quickly, and that goes along with, let's see, they have Marcus Nowell stayed there, and then a guy named Masood, Mas, Masood, he uh, he stayed there as well. So to, by my count, this is about four players they have on their roster now. But it'll continue to unfold, and I bet they'll they'll be able to fill out a roster. All right, we need to get to the break because we've got the voice of the Mavericks coming up. They tell me Jerome's been handing out that that nil money. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Would, oh, man, I wonder if Kansas State's got their collective up and running, the NIL collective. Uh, okay, it's uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton, nice job. Next, we will talk to the voice of the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein. Join us for the Baylor football green and gold spring game presented by TFNB, your bank for life on April 23rd from McLean Stadium as coach Dave Aranda and the Big 12 champion Bears wrap up spring drills. Join J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson and the voice of the Bears, John Morris for the spring game broadcast beginning at noon on April 23rd here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com. That's 5 days to so.com. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Hey, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we roll on. And uh, on a Tuesday, Mavs split this thing at home 1-1 and did it in dramatic fashion. Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavs, joining us now. And, Chuck, I I was listening to you early. I even commented on it. Uh, Jalen hits the, the, I think it was three straight threes, or he hits his third three early. And, I mean, it was, that crowd was revved up. You were revved up. That was exciting. And then, of course, what happens in the fourth quarter? What a remarkable thing. I mean, Chuck, did you ever think you would call another game that you would see more than 21 made threes, uh, like the uh, the Mother Mother's Day massacre against the Lakers? I mean, look, the way the game is going compared to 11 years ago, it, it seems inevitable that you would uh, run into one game at that point and <laughs> – Given how the Mavericks have been shooting the ball at home of late, the you know game one was a total outlier for them. The uh, other four games in the last five that they played, going back to the Laker game at the end of March, they've made twenty threes or more in all of them, all of them. <laughs> so uh, maybe we should have seen something like this coming, and uh, it certainly did come at a most opportune moment. Well, it'll forever be thought of as the Jalen Brunson game, unless you want to call it the Maxi Kleba game. But I, uh, Brunson was um, just stunning in this game. What he was able to do, um, I, it's, um, I mean, Chuck, you're good at kind of putting things in perspective. But I mean, I, when you have to step in, and several guys are stepping in for a superstar, that was a superstar performance. Um, it, it, rarely yeah, do it, you see a guy like that just sort of. Uh, I mean, he's been great, and he's had great games, okay? It's not like he can't score. But to put on the cape in in, in what felt sort of like a must-have type game, um, Chuck, that's one of the more remarkable things we've seen around here, I would think. Uh, I, I think so, Matt. Uh, you know, listen, I, I, I actually looked it up today. 
Uh, you know, Jalen had a 34-point game as a rookie uh, in the toward the end of his rookie season against San Antonio. He had never scored more than 31 in any other game in his career. He uh, had four 31-point games his junior year at Villanova, and he had two other 31-point games, including one this year against San Antonio with the Mavericks. Uh, so, yeah, th- this one uh, does come out of left field uh, as far as the, the the number of points scored, but – uh, the fact that he was efficient and shot it as well as he did, uh, people, I, I still don't think really appreciate just how consistently good Jalen Brunson is. Uh, you know, Jalen Brunson shot better than 50% from the floor this year, shot 37% from three, and 84% from the foul line. There's only one other player in the NBA who has those shooting splits. That's Kevin Durant. And so, I mean, we're talking pretty heady company here. I mean, he's more than capable uh, of being that scorer. I mean, again, not at a 41-point clip, but we saw uh, we saw a lot of this when uh, when Luca was out of the lineup in December. I mean, and he averaged 20, and he averaged seven and a half assists, and he shot the ball great. I mean, his his, his splits. If you go to Basketball Reference and look at his splits, I mean, it's almost metronomic. I mean, it, it just doesn't – home road, pre-All-Star break, post-All-Star break, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, doesn't matter. I mean, he, he's the same guy. And uh, you know he was just killing himself uh, after shooting as poorly as he did in game one and to bounce back as, as he did here. Yeah, that's, uh, that is pretty much putting out Superman's cape. As I said after the game, uh, you know, Brunson became Luka and uh, Maxi became Dirk. And the Mavericks tied the series. <laughs> yeah, it's about that's about right. Talking to Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavs. Voice still sounds good, Chuck. You you are able to pace yourself even in all that excitement. And uh, I'm sure you got some hot tea involved, perhaps in that. Now, um, I, it was remarkable to me. Game one, you could notice that Rudy's presence. And he's been known to kind of not be as effective in the postseason as he is during the regular season. He's won, you know, several Defensive Player of the Year awards. He was bothering guys in game one. They were, they were dipping down deep, and they're like, oh, gosh, there's Rudy. We got to get out of here. Well, it, it all changed in this one. And uh, it, it is amazing how sometimes they figured it out. Now, walk us through exactly the way you saw that, it, why they were so effective against Gobert in Utah, other than, you know, Conley couldn't guard Brunson, but it was spreading all those guys out. And it, I guess what I would say is how at some point do you not send somebody out there on Maxi, or were, were they trying and Rudy was just getting out there too late? Well, it wasn't a matter of Rudy getting out there too late. It's a matter of the Mavericks getting the ball into the paint, uh, doing a much better job, uh, being far more aggressive. Uh, of, of getting into the paint uh, and then not necessarily trying to score against Gobert. Cause again, if you look at the Mavericks two point shooting versus their three point shooting, uh, it, it was not, it was not otherworldly by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, he, Rudy still had his presence around the rim, but what the Mavericks were able to do was in, instead of trying to take it all the way into Rudy, where he could, could affect shots, and he, he affected a lot of shots in game one. Uh, the ball would touch the paint. The ball would be kicked and then rotated. And you had Utah scrambling on defense to where ultimately 
uh, the Mavericks could get the shot that they wanted. And in this game, the shot went down uh, as opposed to game one where the shot didn't go down. I mean, we, I mean, we all hear the, the old saying, it's a make or miss league. And in many ways, this, this was it. Uh, but what is encouraging for the Mavericks, I think, is that at least in this game, uh, the guards were able to do uh, pretty much what they want. They were able to get the step uh, on Utah's perimeter defenders, uh, you know, forcing Rudy to have to make a decision. Uh, and, uh, and the Mavericks made him pay a, a pretty significant price for that. I mean, I don't, I don't think, Matt, the 22 three-pointers made is sustainable uh, when they start going west and, and playing on Thursday and Saturday. But I do think that it's, it's a good sign that they got the ball moving uh, and, and did it in such a way, too, where they didn't turn over the ball. I mean, they've only turned it over three times last night. They've turned it over ten times in two games. I mean, that tells me that whatever possessions you are getting uh, offensively, you are maximizing. You are getting your shot. Uh, so in this game, they made it game one. They didn't make it. We'll see what happens when they go on the road. Yeah. It also tells me Luca as great as he is, is generally going to have like five or six turnovers, you know, <laughs> in a lot of those huge yeah. games. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, I mean, because yes, I mean, look, he, he averages, he averages about four, you know, four, four and a half a game. And that's, and, and a lot of them are turnovers that are avoidable. And I think that that's the great thing about Brunson, especially. I mean, again, you're 41, eight and five, and he didn't have any turnovers last night. You know, it's, it's one of the great games and frankly in playoff history uh, and certainly in recent playoff history. I, I think Durant and Jamal Murray and Chris Paul are the only three uh, in the last, uh, since uh, Jalen came into the league that have had that, uh, those splits. I mean, and I think that is one thing to be careful of, you know, when Luca does get back whenever he does and seems that there are reports out there from, uh, from Sham suggesting he could be back on Thursday, maybe Saturday, but whenever he appears in the series, I mean, you do have to take care of the ball. I mean, Utah doesn't force many turnovers. They only force 12 a game. They're right at the bottom of the league in that, but you know, don't give them you no know, easy possessions and run outs and, and things like that. Uh, you know, take care of it and make sure that you get you get a shot uh, and a good shot every time down the floor because I think it's it's pretty clear from what we see in the first two games that Utah will allow that. They'll let you get that shot, and you know, let's see if you can make it. Talking to Chuck Cooperstein, Matt Mosley show. This thing heads out to Salt Lake City on Thursday, and uh, and we'll see. You're you referenced it. Shams had the. Uh, report that the Mavs are optimistic now well, I think we all knew they're maybe hope you know they're always going to be optimistic that he could come back but there seems to be growing optimism uh maybe game three for it seems like what they're saying is maybe for sure by game four but in a sense this sort of took um you know it, it took a, a a little bit of pressure off Luca and, and and everybody you know desperately hoping he can come back because they did want, you know, did it without him. And by the way, he was, he was as into that thing. You know, I don't know from your angle if you could, you know, how much you could see him down there. But Malloy um, uh, Coop had to had to back him up at one point. I mean, he was down there breathing down Malloy's neck. So you could just tell he's dying to get into this series. He's been hugely supportive. But I, I do think right now we've just seen a major change in the momentum in this series. Uh, uh, Barkley called this thing a sweep the night, you know, 
the previous night. He said, oh, this thing is going to be a sweep now. So it, it just seems like, Coop, well, every, everything's starting to hopefully flow the Mavs' way a little bit. Well, you know, it's, it's just so it's just so sad when, uh, you know, when those who were paid a lot of money to watch the NBA, you know, just basically, uh, you know, color their thinking uh, on around whether, you know, the superstar is available to play. And, and sure, it's, it's obviously better and you have a better chance when the superstar plays. But again, I think Jalen Brunson has been grossly underrated. Uh, by pretty much everybody, you know, how, how given his success in college as a winner, uh, a leader, uh, that, uh, he lasted until the 33rd pick, you know, again, the, 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 the history of the NBA draft is littered with mistakes like that, where guys like him and Draymond Green, you know, who had no business not being first round picks almost were penalized for spending too much time in college and being too successful in college. And the guy's done nothing but win. And, and the guy has clearly gotten better. I mean, that's the thing. I think people are almost slotting him for how poorly he played at the end of the Clippers series last year and almost, you know, take nothing into account about the improvement that he's made in his game this year. Uh, so uh, it, it's, it's definitely – you know, it's definitely changed, but I think the one thing we've learned too, Matt, through the years is that uh, playoffs are really, they are seven self-contained entities. And then only after the series is done, do you pull back and see the, the, the picture from 30,000 feet and, and really get the, the, the big picture of why things happen the way they happen. But the one thing that uh, I think we're all going to have to keep an eye on here. Uh, if, is if the Mavericks can keep the game close in the fourth quarter, uh, if, you know, especially if it's you know we get into crunch time, it's a five-point game, under five to play. You know, we we've seen the disaster, frankly, that Utah has been, and especially in the second half of the season, but really all year long, and really since February, we've seen how terrific the Mavericks have been in that situation. Ironically enough, since February 4th, they're 13 and three in clutch games. And somehow Utah's won two of those, including game one. Uh, but I don't like Utah's chances in that situation that their, their game boxed down a lot of isolation. The ball doesn't move. Uh, and, and the Mavericks seem, you know, they were, they were flinging that thing all over the place and it got the shots from Kleba and, you know, Finney Smith made two huge threes uh, after having a really a bad first three quarters. Uh, the, the Mavericks just seem to know now uh, that they're going to win games like that. And Utah, when they get in that situation, just seems to believe they're going to find a way to lose it. You can tell by their body language. So, I mean, to me, if there's one thing that we're really looking at going forward, big 30,000-foot view, uh, mm-hmm. it is that. You know, what happens when the, when the game is close or if the game is close? Uh, how, frankly, how does Utah respond? Because I think we know how the Mavericks are going to respond. Yeah, well, the Baylor uh, former Baylor great Royce O'Neal, he's been one of the few guys that's responded in clutch time. Uh, you know, down the stretch, he hit some big threes last night. I didn't understand, by the way, uh, what Quinn was doing with Clarkson. I mean, he was unbelievable. He was unstoppable in a lot of ways in that game. And then I'm kind of yeah, looking the for him. Fouls, he, was, he, he, was, he, was, he was in foul trouble a lot of the Oh, games. I know, he, but I mean. He and Conley both. I mean, Conley was just awful. I mean, Conley was just horrific 
in, in fact, the, the first game of oh, I know that, 69 yeah. playoff games in his career where he did not score. Uh, but uh, but Clarkson's a sieve defensively. He's terrible. Oh, He's just God. terrible. He can't stay in front of anybody. And I think that that's what that's Quinn's biggest concern right now yeah. is any of those guys. It's Clarkson. It's Conley. It's Mitchell. You know, Conley used to be one of the great defenders in the league, but it seems like he's lost a step in that regard. None of those guys could keep the Maverick guards out of the lane, and that presents a significant problem for them. Yeah, I just I I feel like Clarkson could score. I think Kidd chose to do the opposite thing and leave. Was it Dinwiddie who played four fouls and he left him out there? Uh, to keep playing through that. Was that yeah, well, he, yeah. He, again, he had to. Where was he going to turn? Yeah, who's he going to turn to? Trey you know, Burke. I know that Trey Burke. They, they turned to him at one point. I always kind of well, like that yeah, change they of gave pace. Him, they gave him a couple of minutes in the first half. You know, just yeah. to, to try to lessen the load compared to the, the minutes that got run up in game one. And he played five minutes. And he made one three pointer, but they were certainly not going to play him in the second half. When uh, when the game was on the line and the Mavericks really for much of the second half were playing from behind, there was no way yeah, that, that was going to happen. So and they had uh, to he get really had no choice. Uh, but having said that, it's one thing that Jason has done all year is he has trusted his players to play with foul trouble. Uh, and you know he he did mm-hmm. it with Luca one game against Atlanta. Remember the first half picked up three fouls uh, about four minutes to go in the half. He kept them in. Luca picked up his fourth. About with two minutes to go in the half, uh, you know he wanted to see Finney Smith play with foul trouble, and obviously he needed Dinwiddie to be able to play with foul trouble. And Dinwiddie wasn't great last night. He made some big plays in the fourth quarter, uh, but that's one guy also that has to get his efficiency back uh, to where it was earlier. Uh, you know, right before the end of the season, uh, the first two games he's not shot the ball well at all. Yeah, and from the free throw line as well. Um, okay, Chuck, um, safe travels. Uh, very excited that you're on the road with the Mavs, and uh, it's it's been fun listening to you, and look forward to uh, game three. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for having me, Matt. Take care. And, yes, very much looking forward to actually doing a road game live <laughs> in the building. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> there he goes. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, Chuck Cooper-Steed, the uh, voice of the Mavs, radio voice of the Mavs, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And um, if you're wondering what I was talking about there, uh, some teams were still at the end of the regular season were were not traveling their radio uh, teams. And so, um, Chuck, obviously you want to be with the team. And so during the playoffs, they will get him back out on the road and uh, and that just sounds better and everything. All right, it's um, and Chuck always sounds good. Uh, it's the Matt Mosley show, and I'll tell you what, we're going to hear from Stephen Jones. What did Stephen Jones have to say about Kelvin Joseph? That is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball wins and is back in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark with Big 12 honors as well. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Baylor Bear Baseball tonight here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball playing a stretch of six games in eight days. One last night at Baylor Ballpark 5-1 over the Lamar Cardinals. The Bears now 19-17 on the season. Turn around and play again tonight, hosting Sam Houston State at Baylor Ballpark. On the air at 6-15, first pitch at 6-30 tonight, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor has the Big 12 Player of the Week in outfielder Kyle Nevin. Kyle led the league in hits and total bases last week, hitting 563 for the week to earn the weekly honor. And the Bears with the Big 12 co-newcomer of the week as well in sophomore left-hander Kobe Andrade, who had a complete game victory on Friday over the Jayhawks with only 88 pitches. Here's Bears head coach Steve Rodriguez. It just it was just amazing when you go out there and you throw the number of first pitch strikes and um you know, and I only think he struck out three or four, so it wasn't like he was like mowing them down, but the key is he just he didn't stay down the middle of the plate, he let his fastball move in and out, and uh forcing them to swing the bat because if they didn't, they were going to be o one or o two right away, and so forced them to swing the bat and then when your when your pitcher is doing that, your defense is a lot more alert and uh ready to play defense behind him, and they did a good job of that. Well, and uh, 10 one-pitch outs, 10 first-pitch outs by Andrade on Friday. Uh, you ever seen anything like that? Nothing like that, no. Um, that's one of the things. Like when, you, when you're when you throwing strikes, and, and like I tell our hitters, I, I was a guy who liked to swing as well. You know, you get a good pitch, like a good swing on something. It doesn't mean you're always going to get a hit, um, but that, that was their approach as well. Go up there, and they're going to swing, and if you just throw a good pitch, uh, you got a chance to get an out. Coach Rod on sophomore pitcher Kobe Andrade, the Big 12's co-newcomer of the week. Also, in addition to baseball tonight, softball back in action this evening. They're on the road in Arlington to take on UTA on the air at 545. First pitch at 6 this evening on 101.3 FM. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. The wind machine in high gear here in Central Texas. As it'll remain mostly cloudy, windy with a slight chance of a shower tonight, 67. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, just a little sunshine, but a lot of clouds with windy conditions and a 20% chance of a shower. 87 and mostly cloudy, windy and warm on Thursday and 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Which organization would you say respects, other than the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott the most? Is there one? Oh, I mean, I can't think of a team right now at the top of my head that has a worse starting running back. <laughs> I mean, really. I That's just... really rude. That is, I have that down as one of the one of the <laughs> meanest comments you've ever said on this show. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor baseball started a busy week with a 5-1 win over Lamar. They're back on the diamond at 6:40 tonight against Sam Houston State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball, meanwhile, is at UTA for a six o'clock first pitch. That game can be heard on Cool 101. MCC has moved up a spot to fifth in this week's JUCO National Baseball Poll. San Jacinto and Grayson are the only other Texas teams in the top 20 at 16 and 17. McLennan softball remains number six in the JUCO National Softball Poll. They're a spot behind Odessa and a spot ahead of Grayson in this week's rankings. The Rangers start a three-game series in Seattle tonight. First pitch at 840, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, UBEO Business Services. Thank you very much, UBEO, Sean Hunt, uh, Jim Sheffield, the whole gang. What a tremendous organization and a place that continues, whether it's your copier, whether it's your paper, uh, saving you on uh, money on your overhead. Uh, they streamline the entire process. And they've really just blown away the competition. And we use them at our place of business up there at Eminem Broadcasting. Aaron, that's, a, I mean, think about it. Every time you print out all of that, uh, all of that campus confidential information, and I know you love printing all that out because you like having it. I hear you shuffling the papers. <laughs> that's, right. uh, that's UBEO, okay? And uh, I like to say UBO, but anyway, it, it's, a, uh, it's UBEO.com. That's where you can find out more information, ubeo.com. Thank you, Sean Hunt, for what you do and uh, and uh, your knowledge. And he's a great listener and, f- and friend of ours. And, uh, in fact, uh, he's even put me on to some old great highlights from the Waco uh, Richfield days and before all the schools were consolidated and all that. There's some really cool stuff from back in the day, and Sean's all over it. All right. Thank you also, Central National Bank, our title sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show. Brian Fonville providing beautiful graphics as always, and he's the reason we're able to put all these great uh, podcasts out. Well, and also Aaron does a great job, too, of posting those. But uh, people say, why does it look so nice? How do you all do that? Weapon. And I'm not even going to tell you again who does it because it's secret. Okay, Aaron, this is uh, Stephen Jones. And Stephen was uh, doing a um, he is a uh, he is doing an interview about the draft coming up, about various things, about the off season. And so Stephen went on with the fellas from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. That's the flagship station for the Cowboys. Okay, we're one of the top affiliates in Texas, but the flagship station is 105.3 The Fan in Dallas-Fort Worth, and then, of course, the ESPN Central Texas. We run all the Cowboys games, as we do with the Rangers as well. But this is this is kind of interesting. And Aaron went back and found all this, but this was uh, the interview 105.3 did with Stephen Jones, and they asked him, of course, about this whole situation with Kelvin Joseph and the fact that Kelvin Joseph is – uh, was in a car. He's already admitted, uh, his lawyer has admitted that he was in a car in which shots were fired from that car, and a man lost his life. They gunned somebody down, and there, Kelvin Joseph, Cowboys' uh, second-year cornerback, was out at uh, practice today or out at the workouts, voluntary workouts. Hey, Kelvin, hey, hey, what what'd you do over break, Kelvin? Well, uh, we shot a man. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that that seems pretty crazy. But um, you would like to think that you might keep him away from the team while you're looking at all this. Not the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys who specialize in off-the-field smut. 
All right. <laughs> I sound like some old church lady there. Um, Aaron, let's hear Stephen Jones, son of Jerry Jones, talking about Kelvin Joseph. Uh, the the investigation's ongoing. We're waiting to get all the information. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we uh, he he was here uh, yesterday and uh, participating in the offseason program. We're not going to comment any further on uh, any of the details at this point. Uh, the investigation's uh, ongoing. We're obviously getting, uh, you know, a lot of details here. But uh, that's all we're going to say at this point. We're we're gathering more information, but yes, he was in there lifting weights today. Did some good running. Looked pretty good out on the field. But, but now this thing where a guy was was gunned down and he was in the car when it happened. Uh, we're just going to keep gathering information. Love the Cowboys' ability to get out there and gather that information. I bet they. Have, I can't even. I don't even know if they're sleeping. They're gathering so much information. Um, now, this is Stephen Jones talking about the uh, current uh, salary cap and free agency. I think if we see the player uh, that uh, makes the difference in terms of uh, uh, whether we're going to uh, win or lose games, uh, then we're all in on stretching in, in terms of the salary cap and, mm. and, uh, and, and making something work. I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, when you look at our team last year, uh, we came up short, and although we have some really good football players, you know, from a perception standpoint, we have to make the decision, uh, you know, in collaboration with our coaching staff, in collaboration with our personnel staff, is that good value for your cap dollars. And what that does enable you, you to do, if the right situation comes to you, then you can uh, certainly make that decision and understand completely that there – you know, there's uh, situations out there where our fans, uh, you know, uh, have thoughts as to uh, where they would be spending the cap dollars. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I like uh, the situation that are that we're in. I think we made some really good decisions, and I like where we're headed. All right, boy, everybody get your season tickets and, and, <laughs> and, and, and jump, in the, jump on the, uh, the bandwagon. Here we go. Uh, I, I'm sure fans appreciate that Steven kind of got a kick out of it. You know, fans want us to do this or that. Well, no, they just kind of wanted you to keep Randy Gregory. Uh, you're not able to do that. They thought maybe either you got to do something because, I mean, if you lose Amari, what are you going to do? Are you going to draft somebody in first round, even though you desperately need an offensive lineman? How are you going to cover up that one? And um, and, and I, I don't even know, Aaron, in this next one, if he ever uh, – if he, there was just a few things that were funny to me in the sense that today he was talking about the wide receivers and how, you know, he he said something along the lines of, well, I mean, Amari's certainly a good receiver for us, but who knows what upside that Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb could have. Who knows what upside? Well, you're supposed to know. <laughs> General manager around the league, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we need you, you. You're running the Cowboys. You need to know, you know, what the upside is. And and oh, by the way, one of the one of the things that was supposed to be great about the Cowboys this past season was the third receiver, Michael Gallup. Now he's up to be the number two receiver. He was hurt this past season. We don't even know if he'll be back in time. And 
the, the guy who stepped up and did a really nice job for you is gone now. He ends up getting a really nice contract elsewhere. Um, what's our what's our guy's name, Aaron? Who was the other guy that stepped up? Cedric? Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson. I mean, the speedster himself. Well, Cedric has now moved on, so uh, Cowboys can just kind of keep hoping that. Uh, but, oh, C.D. and Michael, hopefully they have a big upside, and we'll see how that goes. But um, it's, uh, it's very interesting to, to listen to all this. Now, um, this is um, – this is Stephen Jones talking about the frustration from fans uh, with how the offseason has gone. Well, I don't think you ever win the Super Bowl in the offseason. Uh, I think it's a full body of work, what you put together over time, and uh, I certainly appreciate that. I mean, uh, the biggest thing of all is, uh, you know, is it's been a long time since uh, we have won a championship, and no one appreciates that more than myself, than Jerry. Uh, than the people in this organization that we, you know, you've got to get over the hump. At the same time, we didn't last year with that uh, same group of players. And, you know, sometimes uh, you let a player move on and it allows other players to step up uh, in even a bigger role. And uh, whether that's a C.D. Lamb or a Michael Gallup, uh, I know, uh, you know, Amari was a great player for us. uh, But this, uh, you know, might allow uh, uh, certainly – uh, CD and, and and Michael to step up and and play an even bigger role and who knows what their upside may be. So uh, you know, there's a same thing with uh, Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, uh, you know, we hated to lose uh, uh, Randy. We w- went down to the wire with him, but at the same time, you look at production, you look at uh, what Dorrance Armstrong's done. Uh, you know, he's he's right there from a production standpoint. Uh, you know, with Randy, so. Uh, I just feel good about where our football team is. I think we'll uh, we'll be a better team, and I, I think we can take the next step. Now, that's what I would have stepped in and been like, okay, wait, what are you talking about? Uh, Steven, when, when you say Dorrance Armstrong and Randy Gregory have the same production, are you talking about their amount of tackles? Are you talking about impacting games, impacting the quarterback? Like what? I, they, you could have similar numbers. Oh, Dorrance had this many tackles and not even be close to the same amount of production in terms of game-changing plays, uh, fumbles caused, uh, touchdowns returned, you know, scoring. This is a big scoring defense last year. Gregory seems to have a great um, knack for strip sacks. Now, I like Dorrance Armstrong. Don't get me wrong. I like the player. But as far as upside and and production, what he's able to do to opposing quarterbacks, I did not really have him in the same league as Randy Gregory. And Aaron, I'm glad you chose that cut because it illustrated and backed up what I was just saying about what he said about the, the production at wide receiver. Who knows? Who knows what the upside could be for C.D. Lamb <laughs> and Michael Gallup? Well, Stephen... We hope you know. We, 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 we hope you're the one who understands the upside. Now, even other candidates are gone. Uh, Aaron, the other day, this kind of went under the radar, even for us, even for grizzled veterans like us, Aaron, I don't think we mentioned it. Malik somebody, what was that guy's name? Malik Hooker? Mal- no, no, you're thinking about the safety. Malik Turner is who I'm oh, thinking yeah, about. Yeah. That wide receiver. There's just a small note that I happened to see. Well, Malik Turner got signed by so-and-so. 
Hey, hey, anybody know a good third wide receiver? Oh, wait, there's a guy named Noah. I think there's somebody named Noah still on the team. Maybe he could be a third wide receiver. I mean, they, they have gone from this deep, talented receiving core to just kind of like some nothing. I mean, two guys, one of which is probably not going to be ready for the first two games. So you got to C.D. Lamb, and you got to hope you draft somebody in second or third round. Now, somebody else say, what about first round, Matt? Well, maybe. If you're sitting there at 24 and some unbelievable guy is there, the, the only thing I would refute that, or I would say is that some of these teams, like the Titans, have found, I'm trying to think where A.J. Brown was taken. There have been teams, Debo Samuel. There are some teams that have found really good wide receivers in the second and third rounds of the draft. Now somebody will say, Mosley Debo was first. I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm just saying, I don't think Debo Samuel was a top ten pick. I don't think A.J. Brown was a top ten pick. A.J. Brown was recently, 51 in the 2019 draft. So, sec, you know, yeah. uh, middle, late second round. Yeah. So you can find value in that second and third. Same reason I would not be out there taking if I were a team. The Cowboys think they don't need a running back because, of course, they have Zeke and they have Pollard. They don't use him properly. But you don't want to take a running back in the first round. You really don't. And that's too bad for guys like Abram Smith who because – now some team will take either the Alabama guy or Brees Hall maybe in the first round. But I bet, Aaron, there'll be maybe two running backs in the first round, maybe only one. Now, the problem is that pushes guys like uh, Abram, Smith, and and Tristan Ebner down because people just don't value running backs. I think they still love having running backs. The thought is you can get them later in the draft. So, I mean, Abram Smith could go in the fifth round, and I and that's just the way of the world. He's a great back. I mean, I think he could be a, a really, really fine NFL running back. It's just they're not valued at the same level they used to be. Now, I think other positions, like I think teams are falling in love with Jalen Petrie. Now, I, I hope what doesn't happen to Jalen, and what, he's got a great head on his shoulders. Sometimes these scouts or agents or whoever will tell you, oh, this guy's going to be into the first round, top of the second. And he might be. But if he ends up going somewhere in the third round, it's not the end of the world. You could end up, when you go later like that, sometimes you end up in a, in a better location. Um, you know, I think of linebacker and guys that are maybe slower linebackers that were picked later in the draft over the years. Guess when Ray Lewis was picked? Well, I'll tell you what, it wasn't top 10. I don't even think it was top 20. Ray Lewis was, it might have even been like in the 30s or something. Maybe the Ravens picked him. But Ray, you know, he, he went on to be one of the greatest linebackers of all time. And why did he slip? Because he ran a 4-6. Why did Terrell Bernard, what did he run? He ran a 4-6. So, again, I'm not saying he's going to be Ray Lewis. I'm just saying sometimes you can get great football players later in the draft. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas, as we continue on today. Aaron, uh, the I, I keep coming back to this Kelvin Joseph story. It's just so um, unfortunate. And it's just, uh, 
you know, we're going to let our people continue to sound off about it, but I just still think it looks kind of unseemly when some man, uh, or it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, in this case it's a man, has lost his life in a shooting in which a player was in the SUV. I, I you know, just send them, hear them, scare them out to the facility seems very weird uh, and kind of almost cold-hearted to me. Keep the guy away from the team and figure this thing out. You could cut him if you want to, but you don't have to have him out there at the voluntary workout. Something about that seems strange to me. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside the dismount is next. Recently on Game Time, athletic director for Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. I think all of the stuff that's going on right now, name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal, although it seems and feels difficult, and it seems and feels like, you know, the more money you have, the greater advantage that you're going to be at, I still think there's a place and there's a way for us to shine and continue to be competitive at the highest levels. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com espn central texas is your flagship station for baylor athletics at ubo business services we are brand agnostic we support many different brands but only the best products from each provider our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one brand technology solution being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bred, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. 
You know what would be weird? You go over to your buddy's house and he invites you into his bedroom and says, Hey, have you seen my bed? And then he proceeds to take all the covers off his bed, looks at you with no shame and asks you, Do you like what you see? Um, awkward. It's the same thing with your truck. A bare bed is an awkward form of truck nudity and it should be stopped. Now, our lawmakers aren't going to do anything about it, so Pickup Outfitters has decided to take the initiative. In the month of April, all solid bed covers are $250 off when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. You heard right. $250 off all solid bed covers in April. Folding, rolling, retractable, lid style, all $250 off. It's in celebration of our 25th anniversary, but it's also to help you from being that weird guy who wants to show everyone his bed. $250 off solid bed covers in April when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Here Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor baseball started a busy week with a 5-1 win over Lamar. They're back on the diamond at 6:40 tonight against Sam Houston State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball, meanwhile, is at UTA for a six o'clock first pitch. That game can be heard on Cool 101. MCC has moved up a spot to fifth in this week's JUCO National Baseball Poll. San Jacinto and Grayson are the only other Texas teams in the top 20 at 16 and 17. McLennan softball remains number six in the JUCO National Softball Poll. They're a spot behind Odessa and a spot ahead of Grayson in this week's rankings. The Rangers start a three-game series in Seattle tonight. First pitch at 8.40, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, it's good to be uh, with you today, and uh, it is time for the dismount. We say we got to say good night. Want to uh, thank everybody who's been a part of this one. Johnny Kiefer, Baylor Men's Golf. Looks like we're going to have Gurleen Core. Aaron, I'm sorry if I'm just mentioning to this to you on air, but that wouldn't be that different than than usual. But uh, we did get word that Gurleen Core will uh, the uh, one of the greatest. Uh, female players in Baylor history will be joining us tomorrow at a 5:20, and they'll be in route um, and they may get down there and get to play uh, uh, some practice rounds but they'll be getting ready for the conference championship and they're in good uh, good spot for that they played in a Dallas area uh, well actually Fort Worth area tournament here recently and really smoked some of the competition in the uh, conference I'm talking about Oklahoma State, Texas, some of the others. There's some great teams. I mean, Oklahoma, TCU, there's some really fine teams in the Big 12 from a women's perspective, certainly on the men's side as well. But uh, Gurling Core finished second in that one. And then she was chosen today uh, to the Arnold Palmer Cup. It's a Ryder Cup style uh, format, including uh, men and women. Uh, so it's the U- Team USA versus the international teams. Of course, those international team, a lot of them at, are playing for American universities. So a lot of fun in this. And so uh, you'll have Girling Core on the women's team and then uh, Johnny Kiefer on the men's team. And I got a kick out of listening to Johnny talk about 
the Dossies. He played with Cooper Dossie. So when he was a young guy on the team, Cooper was a guy he looked up to. And then he's got Luke Dossie as one of his roommates. And now Sam Dossie's already on campus. These gray shirting, they call it, when you enroll early. So Sam could not wait to get on to school. I don't think when you're gray shirting, you can, uh, they can't put you right in the lineup, but Sam Dossie's big-time player. I felt proud of myself, Aaron, for remembering the youngest Dossie. You know, i got to keep all my Dossies straight. But uh, good stuff, and it was a fun day. Talking a lot of Baylor, and we appreciate Matt Roberts and the Baylor SID group for, uh, for what they do. All right, everybody, have a great evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Stay tuned for Baylor Baseball. That's next.